All right, let's have it. So we have a question submitted here. First part says, how to move from just knowing something to truly believing it. The second part says, I know that despite media portrayals, guys don't necessarily want sex constantly, but I still feel rejected and unsexy when I'm in the mood and my husband isn't, for example. Okay, to answer the first part, how to move something from knowing to truly believing it is repetition. Repetition, but also reparenting and reprogramming, meaning speaking to the parts of us that believe something subconsciously, our inner child, our subconscious mind, um, because it's one thing to understand or know something at a, a cognitive level in the conscious mind, but it's another thing to get that deep programming rewritten or, or replaced with what we want to be there instead of what is already there. So it's, it's repetition. It's recognizing every time a scenario like this, this applicable one for you, comes up, it's remembering that it isn't true that guys always and only want sex, that it's constant, and that there are no other factors at play ever, right? And it may be providing some evidence, right, that there's so many things that impact a man's sexual drive. Yeah, there's things that are intimate between you and that person, but there's also stuff that has nothing at all to do with you. There's, you know, their diet, their exercise, their levels of stress, their age, their hormones, um, you know, what, what season it is, how much rest they're getting. There's so many things that impact a man's sexual drive. It doesn't come down to him just not wanting you, which I assume is the issue here is that you are making this about yourself and maybe he's offering you some reassurance and saying, no, I swear it's not you. I'm still attracted to you. I still love you, whatever. Um, it's just that and whatever that is, right? So I, I would also help those parts of you to believe when he tells you this. And going off on a, a bit of a tangent here, um, if there is a desire, but there is you know some incongruence between your guy's sexual desires or drive, and he is willing... I would definitely suggest, you know, looking at these on both an inner level, you know, looking at stress, um, anything that may be, you know, bothering him or plaguing him internally, but also health and physical stuff. If a man's libido has decreased, uh, it's worth looking at, you know, having blood work done, having some imaging done, uh, making sure his heart is functioning well, looking at things like hormones, looking at uh, different levels. I'm not a doctor, right? I'm not saying this to suggest um, medical advice, but definitely consult a doctor regarding this and see if that maybe resolves some of the things here. I'll speak to this personally a little bit. I've always been somebody who is always into it. I have the hottest wife in the world, so why wouldn't I? Um, but I did notice energy levels drop a little bit. I did notice libido drop slightly uh, once I turned 40. And, and so I had... Uh, test done. I had blood work done. I saw that my testosterone was a little bit lower or lower than what would be optimal for me and the way I like to live and operate. And so I looked at a bunch of different options. There's actually a great protocol that Andrew Huberman uh, talks about on one of his podcasts. And so I got on these what are essentially natural supplements and that shot things back up to where uh, I want to be and I want to operate and actually helped me to add a lot of muscle and size in the last year. So 
that for consideration as well. But I think the meat of your question is, how do I convince the parts of me that are taking this personally, that are making it about me, that are, you know, saying to myself, men always want sex. They want sex constantly. And if and if my partner isn't wanting it, then there must be something wrong with me or there's something wrong with us. How do I convince those parts of me that it, it's not a personal thing, right? And so it is the repetition of speaking to those parts of us, of connecting with that inner child or that past version of us, that subconscious mind, and, and reminding them that it isn't a, a absolute truth, right? That men want it and there's no other factors. And, and to reassure those parts of me that it isn't about me or even just about me, right? That we've talked to our partner and it is other things or other things going on. And so we don't need to take this personally. We can look at a deeper level where, you know, we have a sense of inadequacy or maybe some insecurities that can be addressed. And that can be a part of it as well is moving from, you know, kind of cognitively understanding that we are inherently enough and that this isn't, you know, just about us to actually knowing and believing deeply that we are inherently enough and we were created enough and that we are worthy and that we are deserving and to create an inner foundation of worthiness and enoughness and not that we were ever anything but that, but a foundation, an internal foundation that allows us to know that deeply. And it is a process. It's a process of remembering and reminding and speaking to those parts of us. It is a process of continuing to soothe those parts of us that are believing the very worst. It is a continual process of, of regulating our nervous system, of bringing ourselves back to this knowing that we are inherently enough, that we are safe, that what our partner is reassuring us with is the truth. And we don't have to look deeper into some ideas of inadequacy or where we are lacking in any way. And again, it just takes repetition. It takes repetition doing the proactive work, right? To know your inherent worth, to dismantle or dissolve these crazy ideas that these things are absolute and that it means something if your partner isn't in the mood at any point. And the, the repetition of also every time this feeling or this sense of inadequacy or rejection comes up that you are kindly and lovingly supporting and soothing yourself and reminding all those parts of you that it doesn't mean what you want to make it mean in this moment, that you are still enough, that your partner still loves you, that it just is what it is and we don't need to take it personally. And you are not alone in feeling like this. This is so common for us to have these bullshit ideas that we got from society or whatever and for us to internalize it and personalize it in the worst of ways and you're just doing your work right now to be able to undo this, to dissolve the bullshit and to feel more at home and more at peace with yourself. And it will it will go so far to be able to improve the situation between you and your partner. Um, because when you are personalizing it, you're putting, you know, added stress upon the situation because of the way it makes you feel. I'm sure it doesn't help him in whatever he is dealing with. And lastly, I'll say that to the extent that it is available, that it's possible for you, having a qualified professional, whether it be a therapist, a relationship counselor, a coach, whatever, 
to be able to support you through these different things and help facilitate both the healing work and the conversations and, you know, arriving at solutions together is so valuable and so important. I understand that it's not available for everybody. It's part of the reason why I do these Q&As and I do this podcast is to be able to give people free resources to do the work to the best of your ability, uh, kind of on your own and to have this awareness so that you can do this work, even if you do have support. But if at all available, at all possible, it does help with the efficiency and the effectiveness of the process if you have a qualified and professional guide helping you and supporting you through it.